Hey, Jenner, I just wanted to come to you today with our final lesson in our Fierce series. Today, we're going to talk about fierce living. And we're going to talk about that as we boldly live like Jesus, others will follow your example. We've been kind of building to this po- this point um, throughout this whole thing. And we've been kind of building to this point throughout this whole series. Um, but bottom line is, as we live like Christ, others will start to follow us. All, others will start to follow our examples. And as we lead by example, they will st- see Jesus in us. So let's pray real quick. And then we're going to turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. So let's pray real quick. And then we'll go right into the word. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. We ask God that you would be the light of our world. That we would follow you to the ends of the earth. And that we would sacrifice our own life to live for you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, 1 John 4.17 says this. As we, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we have lived like Jesus here in this world. We've spent a lot of time over this summer series uh, just talking about what a, what a real walk with God looks like um, to this outside world, whether it's faith, prayers, boldness, friendship, perseverance, integrity, and most importantly, love. As we conclude this series, we're going to bring it all together. So then what was the point of all the different topics and all the different things we talked about in this series. Why let God change us through his word in each of these areas? What's the point of all of this? Why do we let God change us in all of those areas individually? It's because we are meant to live and be an example of what submission to God looks like. We're supposed to be a living example of what submission looks like to God. And it should look shockingly different than the rest of the world. We shouldn't be the same as non-believers. Your fierce faith, your fierce prayers, fierce love, each of these are necessary and influential aspects of your walk with Christ. They are meant to guide the lost down the path straight to Jesus. Those things that we talked about are meant to help you guide people to Jesus. In other words, your influence, good or bad, matters to God because his goal is for his followers to represent him, ultimately leading more people being saved. Ultimately, it leads to more people being saved. Last week, we talked about Jesus' commandment to love us and to love others. The following verse shows us why. We're going to read and see if I want to see if you can catch what Jesus' end goal was by commanding us to love. We're going to read John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. 
You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Did you catch that? Jesus says that our love will prove to the world that we belong to him, that we belong to Jesus. And it means that our words and actions, what the world hears us saying and what they see us doing, have eternal weight. Now that's a lot to take in, I'm sure, because you know we're all younger and sitting here going, I did not realize my actions had that kind of weight. But they do. In eternity, your actions that you have now have weight for the rest of your life. So that means that our, if our love has the ability to lead others to Christ, if our love has the ability to lead others to Christ, then our sin has the ability to lead them away. I'm sure if, that if you asked what you'd rather be known for, I'm sure if that was asked to you, if you were better known for leading others to Christ or leading them away from Christ, you'd all choose the same thing, that you'd want to lead more people to Christ. But if we took an honest look at our day-to-day -day lives, our daily speech and our actions, would that reflect that? If that stings a little, I'm sorry. It, it stung a little bit when I first read it. It's like, man, do I really live day-to-day -day for Christ? Consider the fact that this was a common issue in the early church. In fact, Paul's letter to the Romans talks about this very issue. I mean, if, if we're saved, won't grace cover our sin? In the short answer, yes, it will. But that's no reason to go on sinning. Just because you're, you're a sinner saved by grace doesn't mean that you continue to sin. Because there are others who are around you who will be influenced by you and they will see that sin and that can lead them astray. So let's go to Romans chapter 6 and we're going to read verse 1 through 14. <clears throat> and it says this, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. 
When he died, he died once to break our break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin no long sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. In these verses, Paul spends a lot of time contrasting freedom in Christ with freedom to sin. In other words, your freedom in Christ doesn't give you license to talk or act however you want. It's quite the opposite. Your freedom in Christ means that you are no longer bound by the law and that you live under God's grace. Now, at that time, it was talking about the law um, of the of the world. But what we're talking about under the law, don't go out and get a speeding ticket because that's the law of the land. Don't go out and rob somebody because that's the law of the land. They were under a new law of Jesus's law and that their lives didn't look the same because they followed Christ in a different way. They followed Christ to spread his gospel. And they wanted their lives to reflect Christ. Now, this shouldn't cause you to sin. If you think that because you're not bound by the law, then this shouldn't cause you to sin. It should cause you to celebrate freedom from it, though. As you celebrate, bring as many others alongside for the ride. You've been set free, not just for yourself, but for others, too. We've been set free from every iniquity that could ever stop us from following Christ. So bring people along. Let people know what God has done for you. And so that they can see your life and decide that I want that too. Hey, I want what's different with this guy. And he's, he's different and I love it. And I, I, want, to, I want to know more. Man, she, she never used to talk to me. She hated me last year, but now... I don't know what's changed, but she's different. Jesus said to himself in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, he said, You are the light of the world, like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. See, we keep coming back to this same theme in scripture. Your influence will have an effect on how others view God and ultimately whether they decide to follow him or not. You may feel that you're too young to make a difference. You may feel that you're too scared of speaking up or leading others to Christ. You may feel like you don't know enough to be a good witness. The good news is none of those doubts or fears is an obstacle when God is involved. You don't have to be 
perfect to live fiercely for God. You just have to be willing to let him change you and use you. I can tell you right now, I wasn't perfect whenever I took over as youth pastor. I had some things that I still had to work out. But as I let God change me and use me, I'm seeing things in my life that I'm sitting here going, man, I, I, I wouldn't have reacted that way two years ago. You have to be willing to let God use you. First Timothy chapter four, verse 12. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Be an example of Jesus. So often we see role models out there that are the wrong role models. Jesus needs to be your perfect role model. Don't try to live like the big Hollywood actors or the big athletes. That's all fine and dandy for them to make money like that and, and to have that glory. But that glory fades after time. That glory is gone after time. Eternity has its standpoint. And as Christ followers, our eternity comes from leading others to Christ and living a life like Christ. Don't get caught up in the worldly desires of money, fame, and fortune. Our desires as Christians should be souls that are lost and living our life as if somebody was standing right next to you going, now why'd you make that decision? Or why'd you do that? It's not to put guilt or shame on you because if we're living our life like Christ, we never deal with those issues. We never deal with guilt or shame like that. But because we're human, we make decisions before we consult God about it. And therefore that causes problems later. What I'm saying is when you live your life for Christ and you give him all ultimate control, you don't deal with the same issues that other worldly people deal with. So I challenge you guys to live a fierce life. Understand that it's not going to be easy. Understand it's going to be hard. You're going to have to work on every aspect that we've talked about in this series, whether it's our love or our integrity, whatever it may be, faith, You've got to work on all of that to have a fierce life. Now, I know that sounds daunting, and I know it sounds crazy that it, it, it can be done, but it can be done. We've seen many people lead so many people to Christ. Look at Billy Graham. He was the one person who got saved in an altar call. And look at what that one person did for the gospel the kingdom of God. So many people are saved and, and, and followers of Christ during that time. You see some of the evangelists now like Stephen Furtick and Jabin Chavez, those guys are out there and they're bringing God's word and Chad Veach and Louis Giglio. These guys are out there and they're sharing the gospel and they are winning souls for Christ and they're living a righteous lifestyle. They're not out there partying it up and, and, or anything like that, they are 100% devoted, devoted to God. Sorry, devoted to God. And their lives show it. Their lives show it. Don't let anyone else think any less of you because you are young. Your age has no 
factor in this. Do not let anybody tell you you can't do it because you serve a God where all things are possible. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. We ask God that we would live a life that is fierce for you. That we would walk in boldness, that we would walk in purity, that we would walk with integrity, we would walk in love and our faith would be strengthened. Father, we ask that you would be the middle of our life, that everything that we do revolves around you. No decision is made without asking asking you. Nothing we do in life is, is not of you, Father. And so we ask, God, that you would continue to use us and guide us to do your will. We know, Father, that you are in ultimate control. And we ask God to continue to lead us and guide us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, let's go through our small group discussion questions, and then we're going to dismiss. And one quick announcement. We are still planning on having youth on August 19th, okay? Whether we're working out the details right now of how, what, what's going to happen, how we're going to serve food, if we're going to serve food, if we're going to use vans, if we're not. We, we have a lot of things to go through in a very short amount of time. So I will do my best to get some information to y'all. Um, please be on the lookout on your phones for any kind of information or updates. Parents, I will get as much information to you as possible as well. But we are still planning on having youth starting August the 19th, uh, which is a Wednesday. So we still plan on having it. So please, if you are wanting to come, if you're able to come, and if your parents will allow it, we would love to have you. So let's go through our small group uh, questions, and then we'll dismiss. Number one is this. What obstacles do you feel hinder you from living out a fierce walk with God? Number two, who has had the most significant influence on your faith journey and how so? Number three, what daily habits cause you to stray from God? And what practical steps could you take to break them? Number four, does your behavior change depending on who you're surrounded by? If so, how? Number five, think of a person who looks up to you. How could you have a godly influence over him or her? Number six, are you afraid to be fully used by God? Why or why not? I know that one for me, when I first started in ministry was, yes, I'm afraid to be fully used by God. Why? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing or do something wrong. And it cost a kid everything. But they hung on to the words that I said that were so wrong and it cost them their life. But now that I understand that if I allow God to use me, that anything that I say from this platform that is not of me will not stick. And I pray that before every time that I record and any time that I get up and preach, that anything that is not of God falls to the floor. Number seven, 
take a time, think of a time when someone's words or actions had a positive effect on you. Number eight, think of a time when someone's words or actions had a negative effect on you. Number nine, who do you look up to when it comes to your walk with Christ? Why? And number 10, what role does repentance play in being a good influence? What role does repentance play in being a good influence? Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed our uh, final session of our Fierce series. Um, I know for a fact that we are going to continue getting the gospel out however we can. Um, so again, on August the 19th, we will continue youth groups like normal. Um, it may look a little different. It may run a little different. But we are still here to spread the gospel of Christ and to save souls. Okay. Um, I know that it's been an odd season and it's been an interesting summer. We never had camp this year and it's made it very challenging. Um, but I hope that you've at least learned something this summer. I know I have, I've been really studying up on this fierce stuff and, um, it's, it's challenged me in a lot of areas. I hope you've been challenged to change some of the ways that you think or the things that you do. Um, I hope that, I hope that that's been able to happen. Um, but as of right now, everything is still on plan to start for August 19th. Um, and we'll start at 6 o'clock, just like normal, with some worship. Um, but know this, guys. I love you, and I hope to see you guys soon. I hope this message has blessed you, and I hope this series has challenged you and, and blessed you in ways that only God can. I know it has for me. Um, I'm not sure what our next series is going to be. God's going to have to reveal that to me in the coming days. And we'll start with that new series next week. Um, but again, I love you guys. And let's, let's end with this. I am blessed of God. I am called to bless others. I am who God says I am. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Love you guys and I'll see you guys next week.